0: Well, it's another week and another real WW talk. Hey, welcome. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers plan. Now, I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW. Sometimes it's what we've learned, sometimes it's something we're struggling with, but the bottom line is there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It is just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's real WW talk is Fear Holding you back from living the life you want. Let's talk about fear, and let's just talk about some steps we can take to swap fear for freedom. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hey there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, it is good to see you.
1: How are you doing this week? Hi
0: there. I'm
1: doing great. How about you guys? Doing good. Living. Living, you guys.
0: living the dream, as my Gen Z coworkers would say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna
1: say insert something really cute. I don't know. No. There's some slang that I should I could use to describe how I'm feeling. Chilling is really a good one. I know,
0: but that makes us sound so ancient, doesn't it? Like I realize when I'm with my, my Gen Z, I'm like, wow, I sound. Yeah. What's I up sound...
1: homies? How you doing?
0: <laughs> but if like, I hear yeah. one, if I see one more like Instagram or TikTok person, my age say something is bussing. And I'm like, no, that, that should not come yeah. out of your Mouth. I'm, I'm still trying to me. make
1: Fetch happen for those who've seen
2: Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't oh you love God. that movie? It's like it's a good great movie. film. Great. There's so a
1: good. 98% chance that it's already raining. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh,
2: my favorite is I'm
1: from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so well see Mean Girls if you haven't seen it. You'll get all the laughs you need. <laughs> it's so
0: funny. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um. Okay. So this week, this week I was thinking because it's kind of touched. It didn't touch a nerve last week, but it, um, you know, it's just for some food for thought when we think about setting goals for ourselves. Yeah. Right. We talked about like all the positive sides of setting goals and you know things that we're going to achieve, Mm -hmm. but. One thing that we didn't address last week and didn't talk about that I thought would be good for us maybe to, to bounce around is fear around succeeding.
1: Mm.
0: Like, you know, we always talk about fear, fear of failure, right? That that's a Mm -hmm. thing that can hold us back from achieving our goal because we're, we're too scared to even start because we're already projecting on ourselves that we're going to fail. I think that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But then what happens when we succeed? Have you guys ever been in a situation where you're scared of success?
2: Wow. Right yeah. now, currently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think I dare say I have more of a fear of success than failure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I think that with success becomes expectations from others, or maybe even myself to keep succeeding. Mm -hmm. And when I am in a failure cycle, I feel less pressure to be great. I'm not happy. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I'm happy when I'm in a failure, like when I feel like I'm not reaching my goals or not doing what I said, but I feel less pressure, real or imagined from others to be great. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm. that's how I've lived a lot of my life and I don't mm-hmm. like it. And I, and the process of changing that is very, um, it requires a lot of mental strength and growth and surrender and um, letting go of people pleasing and a whole lot of stuff that I've really that requires therapy and
0: it's <laughs> been going too free. Yeah. Years.
1: Remember that thing we talked about from when you were four? That's where it started. And you're okay. like, oh, I don't have to deal with that right now. <laughs> but it, I didn't realize how much until I actually got through my cancer journey um, mm-hmm. and it was successful. I didn't realize how I felt pressure to stay well, like in a weird way, mm-hmm. like obviously you want to continue to stay well, but it's like when you're doing so great, you feel like it has to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was my, my long winded way of saying, I, I totally have a fear of success,
2: a fear of it. I agree with you 100% Candice. And, and, and in a different way, I think, I, I think I agree in that way too, but I also think, Part of my fear of success is the unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, A fear of, like, well, what if I achieve everything? What if I, I meet my weight loss goal and I still don't achieve the things I wanted to achieve that I blame my weight on? You know, if I blame my weight on my problems with dating, what if I still have problems with dating when I lose all my weight? And it's, and then that means there's something wrong with me. This is all, you know, sounding like a therapy session to, you know, things that probably discuss I should
1: I should bring her in next time. I'm going to be like, I mean, you know, just come on. We do three misfits. We'll, we'll give you a Listen, lot of work. Your
0: therapist already knows us because she really does. She'll probably
1: watch some side. Hey girl. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I think it's a fear. And and I think about when I first lost the weight on Weight Watchers, how scary the attention that I got was the attention from strangers, the attention from people that I did know. I'm an introvert. And, you know, I I want attention from the right person, you know, if we're talking about dating. Um, But I don't want random people catcalling. I don't want um, you know, people at work to say something in front of, you know, a whole staff meeting, you know, they're there, and those are things that we have mm-hmm. to deal with. You know, people will notice things, people will say things, people, you know, oh, you lost weight too fast, you did this. And there's a fear that comes with that of not knowing who's going to say what, when, or how people will respond. People just thinking that they can just share their opinion with you without unsolicited. Um, so there's a bunch of fear in the unknown of how will things change? How will I feel? How will I, uh, you know? How will my life be different? I don't know. And mm-hmm. we know how people respond
1: to us now with the failure. Like it's right. like, up. Oh, I've seen that look. <laughs> it's like, up. Oh, she's not really going to do it. And you're like, yes, I am, but mm-hmm. maybe not. You know, there's a com- mm-hmm. in a weird way, it's a comfort. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen this story before. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah. 100%.
2: yeah,
0: well. And, I, um, you know, I think about Candace the one time you were like, "I hate you for what you said," <laughs> but when we were in, Candace was like, "Which time was that?" Yeah, there's probably a couple. I'm just trying to hear <laughs> right, more. Well, we were talking about like Ricky to what you're saying is like we, uh, we we train people to expect failure from mm-hmm. us. Why would they ever think we succeed when we're training them to expect failure? Mm-hmm. Because we don't honor our choices. We don't honor our agreements. We say that we're going to do something and then we go do the complete opposite of it. So, you know, why would they be surprised when they fail when we've just really, you know, we've just met the standard or the platform that we set for ourselves with mm-hmm. them? And so when they actually see to succeed, maybe for them it's thinking, okay, hey, I want to cheer that person on. I want to be able to support them. I want them to know that I see their hard work. You know, sometimes, and yes, there are people who say really crappy things, Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: do we not want to, do we want to skip achieving our goals only just because Wendy is going to say something that we aren't going to like in this one moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, should Wendy get the biggest voice right here, Mm -hmm. or are we using that as, as, are we using that as a mask, Mm -hmm. right? As part of... Is part of the fear. I will tell you, for me, mm-hmm. it's fear of maintaining the success mm-hmm. because I have shown myself enough times that I do succeed, but I don't maintain that success. Mm-hmm. And so it's fear that I will, I will fail myself mm-hmm. in the in the future that I'll have done all the work and then I I'll revert back or you know slow gain yep. back. That's where my if I'm talking about a fear of success, that's where that mm-hmm. that lies for me.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense, but I, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think about, and maybe this just applies to my situation, what I was sharing. So maybe it doesn't apply to you, Erin, but I think about things that happened to me when I lost weight that were almost traumatic. I think yeah. I've never been a victim of any type of assault or anything like that. But there were times where I felt... Verbally assaulted, whether it was, even if it wasn't anything grotesque or anything like it, in my mind, that level of attention was humiliating. And, and Mm -hmm. I think there's a, again, we're going so deep into this like therapy session. I think there were, it, it almost was a trauma. And, and I, I hate to use that word. Loosely, and I don't, and I know that it can, there's so many different levels of trauma, things that are truly horrific that have happened Mm -hmm. to people. And not even just because they've lost weight, you know, Mm and like getting more attention, people can experience traumatic events at whatever Mm -hmm. size they are, whatever point in life they are. But I think there is something to say about things that people have said to us or done to us, even loved ones, even parents, Mm -hmm. that have caused a level of trauma that we are like, again, thinking about how long I'm doing it. I'm sabotaging myself. I've been at this weight for a long time. I know I even think about like, people must think I'm crazy for staying on Weight Watchers this long and gaining weight and trying to lose the weight that I've gained. But I think there is something to say about the level of traumas that have happened that I've I've rehearsed in my head over years and have Mm -hmm. depleted my self-confidence. And I'm undoing, and that's what this process is before the weight Mm -hmm. is shedding. It's the undoing of all of those hurts over the years. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think adding to that too, there's the you've had actual real experiences that you Mm -hmm. can recall from a time of weight loss that you know resulted in unwanted attention in a way. And for me, I've had what I my therapist would probably say that I am doing in terms of a correlation. I don't have real tangible evidence, but I've seen how my parents love them. For example, they can be a little extra and they know it. So I'm not saying anything they don't know if they're watching (laughs) because you know, if you see me, you know where I got it from, Um, but it's, you know, candy lost weight. Isn't it just so great. She's lost weight. Oh my gosh. You look so much better. Oh, we were just wondering. Oh, we were just wondering when it was going to happen. Oh, she looks. They may say it. They may not be that way. They're not always that way. But sometimes I project and kind of put out what I think is going to happen in a negative way without ever considering the positive of how it could go. Mm-hmm. Because I can pull in my memory a time where something happened. In a way that was negative. I'm like, see, it happened there. And what my therapist would tell me is that that doesn't mean it is always going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. And you do have a voice and a way to speak up and to empower yourself if it were to happen, where you just say, if it were to make you uncomfortable to say, hey, I appreciate your support, you know. We could just tone it down just a little, kind of like what Jonah Hill said. And that told you all that, that documentary on Netflix, Yes, I really don't like you all focusing on my weight. I've lost weight, but I don't want that to be the topic of conversation because it makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't really like that. So I, you are having this reaction and I have an ability to tell you how it's making me feel instead of me avoiding the weight loss to, you know, mm-hmm, as the right. way to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I think not to say mm-hmm. that uh, it's a victim kind of reaction, but I think, and I'm hopeful for myself that I can try to see it for my situation, like an empowerment to figure right. out how to speak up and say what I need in that moment. Yeah. Um, I know that's a little tough when it's a stranger, mm-hmm. um, but with family, it's still tough because even if you know them, it's like- Because then it becomes
0: a thing. thing. Mhm. Oh, there she cool. is. She's oh, sensitive
1: she... about that thing. Oh right. Lord, you can never say, say stuff because you know Candy takes it to heart. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. just right. saying. I don't want to talk about it every time I see you, or mm-hmm. I don't want you to introduce me. And, <laughs> right. like, you know, she's lost a lot of weight. Like she <laughs> lost a lot.
0: See, now here's now here's the thing for me, and that's you know, Ricky and I are very different in how we we process things because Ricky is. Ricky is much more quiet. She is much more mm-hmm. shy. I think both of us internalize messages, mm-hmm. but I spit mine back out pretty fast. <laughs> because of her kindness, if you ever get a chance to meet Ricky in person, she's very kind and very generous. She might think it, but it won't come out of her mouth back at you. And so mm-hmm. that's why she has friends like me who will step in front and say, set <laughs> <What's that> me <mean? laughs> <laughs> want, want about that. Right? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, But it's taken me, that's taken me time to be able to get there, to be Mm -hmm. at a place, to be able to say, well, I'm so glad you like my body so much that you're making it such a big deal of conversation (laughs) right now. (laughs) Um, You know, I wish you would have talked about it, uh, you know, five months ago when there was more to go around, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for me, that's how I work is, is through humor, by Passing things, things Mm -hmm. off on humor, Mm -hmm. but yes, like Ricky, so like Ricky, were you where you feel that that part of like that the that trauma side mm-hmm. I feel anger
2: mm-hmm.
0: because for me it's like I have been existing in this space for so long mm-hmm. and now now you're going to do extra things for me now you're going to treat me different because I've lost weight mm-hmm. um that makes me really mad like when I walk through the mall and people want to rub lotion on my hands and things. Well, when I weighed 50 pounds heavier, nobody wanted to touch me. Mm-hmm. You ignore me. When I like it's so visible when you walk down the thing and they you you make eye contact. And while they're making eye contact, they turn away. Mm-hmm. Like you will never touch me. You will never try to like I have one who wanted to put oil in my hair and they wanted to use one of those hair straighteners. Mm-hmm. They wanted to straighten my natural hair. I was like, step away. Don't you dare touch my hair with that thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't want to touch my hair when I was 50 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. So that's where like, for me, it comes out in like almost anger and a grudge. Mm-hmm. But
1: does Aaron, does that make you want to self-sabotage? Or does that make you feel?
0: Sometimes it depends mm-hmm. on where I am frame, what, what type of framework I'm in mm-hmm. because I have happened before and it's been a while, but where I went and got food afterwards. And I mm-hmm. had to start noticing that causation that when that happens, it made me want to, it want it, it made me choose to self soothe. Mm -hmm. And when I'm hurt or Mm -hmm. injured, I want to self soothe, which I, I, you know, I don't know. We're not therapists or anything like that, but I think that's normal that we want to comfort ourselves when we're hurt. Mm -hmm. The problem is how we choose to comfort ourselves. For Mm -hmm. me, I would choose to comfort myself Automatically through food. That is second nature for me. Mm -hmm. I have to really work hard not to comfort myself with food. You know, for some person, it might be they're going to go smoke a cigarette. Another person might be, I'm going to go, they're going to go get a drink, Mm -hmm. right? They're all harmful. They're harmful actions. Mm -hmm. So it's how do I let go of this? And that is the self soothing action. Or is it replaced with a healthier option where I'm going to sit and journal? Mm -hmm. or I'm going to sit and pray, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for a a walk, that type of a thing.
2: And I think that's an important part of it is the, instead of like processing it in a way where you're not fully processing it, you're just reliving it, reliving it, reliving it. I think that's where the problem comes in. And that's the type of person that I can be. I tend to not go for the journaling or something like that. I might go for prayer sometimes and things like that, but I, I have a hard time with just letting something go. It's just like, why did that happen? Why did that person say that? And I, I think of a hundred different reasons why, without even telling them that I'm having that thought process. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important to have an outlet to either learn to say, hey. You said, I think I know you said this the other day. Did you mean that? This is how I interpret it. That's a really hard right. thing to say mm-hmm. and something I'm learning to say, but I have a really hard time with. I would just rather suppress it. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, I, that's not healthy. It's not. No. Let's take a quick
0: break. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? I want to introduce you to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast, a powerful resource to transform your life today with expert interviews, practical tips, and inspiring stories, this podcast is your roadmap to lasting wellness. Here's what a listener has to say.
2: I used to struggle with my
0: health, but this podcast changed everything. It's like having a personal trainer, nutritionist,
2: and life coach totally for free.
0: With over 2,000 five-star reviews, we're a podcast you can trust. The Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Well, when you see how it's affected our lives, you know, to suppress it or to not confront it, mm-hmm. it's, we're making tangible, we're, we're, we're reacting tangibly to make sure that this thing possibly doesn't happen again in the future by hurting ourselves. Like for mm-hmm. me, it's, it's like, I'm so afraid of what this possible thing could be, or I'm so nervous that I am self-sabotaging mm-hmm. so that I don't have to deal with this possible Thing that may or may not happen, Mm -hmm. and I never trend positive ever. Like that's the thing. Again, I keep bringing up my therapist, but that's what she said. She said, and David brought it up, and I didn't like it. I'm like, you all are all not therapists, okay? Like, (laughs) but they were like, you never, I've never ever heard you express a possible positive outcome Mm
0: -hmm. to
1: anything. So you always react or project or do your actions based on a possible negative outcome. Mm -hmm. And you talked about it at the beginning of my cancer journey when you said, is this a life-giving thought? I don't really have life-giving thoughts I have. What's going to take this away? It's because that's safe for me, Mm -hmm. but it's not safe Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because there's true damage that I do to myself based on a hypothetical that's trended negative. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: you have to give as much credence to a possible positive outcome that you do the same, the same energy that you're giving to that negative thought, you have to give that equal energy to a positive one. And mm-hmm. it sounds really great, but that's really difficult sometimes to implement when that's just not mm-hmm. what you've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, we've talked about it, but what have you all, have you all found any like actionable steps that you've used to kind of get yourself out of that? Like you said, you talked about the journaling, but
0: mm-hmm. anything. I, so y- I, this so this is something that I'm working on so i'm not going to claim it's done okay. uh, but it's but i'm noticing that i'm i am trending better than where i was trending before and um my friend christina shared this revelation that she had she heard someplace else and it's been ruminating with me but it was offense can only be given mm-hmm. it can never be taken mm-hmm um, or excuse me an if, offense mm-hmm. is it, offense can only Take be taken, it can no. but not given right mm-hmm. and so it's how am i taking am I taking this as offense mm-hmm. and why do I so so what if it was mm-hmm. so what if, so what if it was
2: mm-hmm.
0: why am i t- why am i taking it how how is this helping me right now in this moment mm-hmm You know, Mm -hmm. is, is this something that's giving me life right now? It is not. It is giving me death right now. And i want to kill somebody, (laughs) you know, not really, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like my thoughts are not good, are not good thoughts. Mm -hmm. And the other piece of it for me has been forgiveness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That true forgiveness is that I will not bring it up to the person again. And I will not bring it up to myself again which means I will not rehearse the hurt in my mind mm-hmm. and that's been the key for me is I will not rehearse the hurt in my mind when it comes when it comes specifically to what people have said to me you know along the journey that can then begin to build fear into why I won't succeed and I've learned that the more I've gone why am I carrying this thing with me anymore I don't want to carry this with me. I think I i told you guys, like, I don't know what happened when I turned 40. It was like, I realized I'm looking at 50. I don't know what that was, but it was like, why, when I get to 50, I don't want to be carrying this anymore. I don't want to be doing this anymore. I've been doing this far too long. I've been carrying this burden for far too long and I need to lay it down now. Mm -hmm. I need to Mm -hmm. lay it down now. And part of laying it down now means I'm not going to rehearse the hurt in my mind anymore about this. Mm -hmm. I will never get the apology that I deserve from the person that I deserve it from. And even Mm -hmm. if I got the apology that I wanted from that person, will it change anything now? Mm -hmm. No, it Mm -hmm. won't. And so I've, I've got to work more on forgiveness, even if it's Forgiving myself for the way that I self-sabotage myself for years and chose to soothe myself out of an action that was born when I was a child because I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. I've got to I have to let that go and look at myself as who I am now and who I want to be. And like we've, you know, talked about, Ricky, I think it was you a couple podcasts ago that brought up, you know, atomic habits and James Clear saying mm-hmm. we start living with intention as that person that we are intending to be and start we mm-hmm. live in that in that framework.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I think that a big
1: part for me is all really all of what you just said, but also Accepting and finding freedom in the fact that my thoughts are flawed. Oh, you know, that sounds kind of like it doesn't make. But there's freedom in the acceptance that not every thought that comes into my mind is actually true. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, therefore, I have a responsibility to take it captive and to always give the opposite um, possible thought to counteract it, because that was Mm -hmm. something that was given to me as a homework assignment. Mm
2: -hmm. What's
1: the thought? Know and accept and have the freedom in that your mind is flawed. Mm -hmm. Because I think we think because we think it that it's right. Like, (laughs) it came to my mind, so it has to be. No, you Mm -hmm. actually have flawed thoughts. And if you don't believe it, take some time, take 30 minutes, write down some real examples where you thought something was one way and it wasn't. And those mm-hmm. are for your life. So you can look and say, okay, this is actual proof that I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. I accept that freedom. Now, how could that apply to what I'm looking and thinking about now? I'm mm-hmm. um, Doing that recently has really been helpful um, mm-hmm. with all the different things that I've been challenged with because it makes me want to think about You know, what could be the other possible alternatives that I never considered and to stop that self-sabotage because I don't know for sure things I really thought I knew for sure. Mm -hmm. So it's scary because you know, we're going into unknown. That's why I love what you said, Ricky, about the unknown, because the unknown is scary. Mm -hmm. Um, there's comfort and familiarity of routine, you know, we're all Vying for what that homeostasis, we know what's going to happen. We know how mm-hmm. our life is going. We know what this looks like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If we could just open up in our Mariah Carey, our Mariah Carey hand, <laughs> butterfly free to just you know, evolve into what it could or could not be, how much <laughs> better could we be? You know, I think she wrote that song for a reason. She wrote it just for us. Open <laughs> your hand. <laughs> And just be free.
0: See, I was just—you said talked about the unknown, and I instantly went to Frozen into the unknown. And I went to
1: Mariah because you know she always does it best, right? <laughs> does it best, you know. So that's that's a, that. I hope that has been very helpful to
2: me. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a great point, Candace. And I think for me, it's it's interrupting those thoughts, and I, I think it's good, like you're saying, to to give credence to those thoughts and say. Mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging them, but they're not true. But I think sometimes for me, if it's a negative thought, especially if it's something where I'm about to say something negative about myself to myself, mm-hmm. I interrupt it. And I, I've mm-hmm. started to interrupt those things mid-thought and say mm-hmm. what is true. Um, mm-hmm. You know. So I'm, what does that look like? Are you like, I mean, is it like
1: a out loud? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, Ricky, stop.
2: You, I mean, yeah, because I, I mean, sometimes, like, if let's say I had a day where I didn't track well or ate over eight, and especially like if I'm in the shower at night and I'm like, I still feel the effects of that, I think that's the time where I'm reflecting. And I'm like, man, that was stupid. I was stupid. And, and and as I'm saying, nope, and even I may even be saying that in my head, but then I say, nope, um, I made a bad choice today, it wasn't it as a choice that I'm not happy with, but thank God, you know, God willing, I have tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this is what I can do differently. And a lot of times it is out loud, um, you know, and I think that's been helpful. And sometimes with things that are not that as personal and sometimes things that are, you know, I there's a core group of close friends, you know, you guys included that. I feel comfortable running thoughts by like, hey, I think this person might be mad at me or this person said this thing to me and it really bothered me. How would you take it? And I think sometimes having that outside lens, um, like you're talking about with a fence, Aaron, you know, would you take that the same way? Not to say that you would know what person X meant when they said that thing. Right. But I think having that other lens of reality and processing is really helpful to say, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a billion ways, especially if it's a text or whatever, that something could have been said Mm -hmm. and, intended to to be said. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think having that close confidant to, to look at, you know, the same thing from a different lens is really helpful as well.
1: And I think also having those close confidants to help you when what you thought maybe true is,
2: mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. the harder
1: part is when you like, maybe you did have the thought and you did the thing and you thought of the positive mm-hmm. and it's like, no, it actually was that that thing happened. And it was, mm-hmm. Maybe not negative, but somebody to help you process mm-hmm. when your thought was correct because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a hard thing when you feel like your feelings validated because then you can can apply it to everything. Like, see, I told you, I told you, mm-hmm. everybody's thinking this about me. I told you mm-hmm. that this was going to be a thing. It's like, no, I mean, yes, for that it was,
0: mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that still
1: is just that situation.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was just thinking. I was thinking about the fear and what those fearful thoughts are and, and, you know, to what you were saying, Ricky, about stopping in the middle of it. I remember Mm -hmm. when I first started my WW journey, part of why, part of what I wanted to do to lose the weight was also to stop the tape that was in my mind Mm -hmm. because the tape in my mind was very abusive. Um, Mm -hmm. I would never have said any of that out loud, but when something Mm -hmm. would happen, I would go, you are fat. No one likes you because you are fat. You will never be able to do this because of, of your weight and you are ugly. And like, I mean, just hyper, hyper things that I would never say to anybody else. And if someone said it to me, I would, you know, verbally slap you back, but then go cry Mm -hmm. in a corner because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I, I envisioned, I I called it the merry-go-round. Like when I got on one of those, those things, it was this, infinite merry-go-round that would never stop. And I would tell myself, oh, you need to go pull. I envisioned like a train break or something like that, where you pull a break. And that's what I started doing in my mind. When I started on that loop, I would, I would, I would imagine myself pulling a break and going, we're not on this merry-go-round anymore. It's time for me to get off this merry-go-round. And that's what I would repeat to myself over and over again of nope, pulling the brake. I'm pulling the brake on this. And that, Mm -hmm. that took conscious effort. And, you know, and I could even be in a five minute loop before it goes, Hey, I need to, you know, something would go, we need to pull the brake Mm -hmm. on that. But the more times that I did it, the better it got, the shorter that tape was running to the point where I am now, I don't have to pull the brake anymore because Mm -hmm. those thoughts don't even enter my mind about myself. Now, if I, if I have a situation where I've overeaten, I will go, well, don't like the way this feels now, do you? Mm -hmm. We're going to do better next time. (laughs) But me doing those kinds of things is so, it's so far and so distant from where I started, Mm -hmm. but that, that was a, that I needed to create a habit to break another habit. Mm -hmm. What is it? What did WW call it? Like the habit loop. I had to go create another habit loop to stop a different, a different habit loop. But all that to say is that sometimes we don't feel like we can get out of it, Mm -hmm. but, but it is possible even down to like, man, when I, when I'm having those really emotional days, it would be like, I need French fries. I need nachos. I need like, I would go out and go get fast food. I go get a Whopper with cheese. And then depending on what the day was, I would go get a Whopper with cheese and then drive to McDonald's and go get the quarter pounder with cheese meal. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would do that back to back. That was when I was mm-hmm. what I would call my food addictive state. Mhm but it took me going okay i'm eating this because i'm upset why am i upset what's the real root behind this because when i do this this leads to shame this leads to the the merry-go-round and if i don't want to be on the merry-go-round then i need to not do this thing that's causing me then to hop on it and it's like you start doing the backtrack of what's what's the what's the cause here and at the end of the day 9 times out of 10 it all starts with I've taken offense at something Mm
1: -hmm. I'm
0: holding against somebody and I'm holding it against myself Mm -hmm. and I need to practice forgiveness. And then I need to start practicing some love towards myself and recognizing that I'm a person of worth. I'm a person of value. I give value. I am valuable and I contribute to those around me and I need to start seeing that side of my of myself so how am i going to change this fear thought to a freedom thought mm-hmm. that that's been the biggest fear to forgiveness to freedom for me and i don't practice it perfectly <laughs> <laughs> but it's becomes more of a trigger as i go along for mm-hmm. sure
1: and sometimes it just takes that one just just switching switching that fl- uh switching that Yep. Pocket or that light switch one time. And mm-hmm. you, you know, you don't have to stay in the loop. Like you said, how do you get out of a loop? Sometimes it's just one little right. And and I I, I really believe that because I think sometimes we make the action have to be so it has to be so huge that you have to do. Right. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing with getting when we talk about getting back on track, you know, and that's a whole nother conversation. We think it's this huge thing. Sometimes it's just Drinking some water, or right. sometimes it's just going for a mm-hmm. walk, and that's enough to kind of get you out of the mindset that you found yourself in, in that group. Yep. It's just oh. switching
2: it. Yep. The one percent okay, difference from. It. Yep. Yeah. From. I think about it, habits. You would have the. The um, so brace. bracelet. when mm-hmm.
0: You know, have a bracelet that would have a message mm-hmm. on it to trigger so like for me the mental trigger was pulling a break. maybe you know for you it's been mm-hmm. in the past it's been the bracelet with a message right, on it right. to be able to look at
1: how was my mind going back to that darn rubber band when you said it I was
0: I, I think I told you I was thinking about
1: <laughs> someone in the meeting talked about switching you know taking a rubber band and snapping themselves you were like why do you want to be physically hurting yourself I was like Erin's about to go there she's going to say you hey, just take the rubber band and <laughs> no. just snap yourself <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> I'm not going to say that because that's harming yourself that's, that's harm. That that no harm that is <laughs> harm <laughs> <wherever laughs> the Weight Watchers mentioned said that you should be ashamed.
0: (laughs) I am not down for harming yourself. (laughs) But it was just, I
1: always think of her and she was, she was so honest about it. She was like, it's just a way to snap yourself out of it. Don't do that.
2: Well, that's used to think of addiction um, fields. I think people with alcoholism and Mm -hmm. drug addiction use that as a strategy as well, or or
1: even make it up. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's used widely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, ooh, this has been good. This has yeah. been a deep
0: conversation. I love it when we do that. Um, thank you for joining us. I hope maybe you found a little nugget out of this, you know. Um, like we said, we wanted to be able to put fear on the table of what holds us back from achieving our goals and obviously these are really these are deep things and they're worth looking at in our lives going, why do I feel fearful about this and In order to achieve our goals, it really needs being able to sit with these things that are blocks to achieving our goals. And it's amazing how many more goals and and progress we can make when we're willing to do this kind of hard examination. But you know, the ultimate goal is to move from fear to freedom, and that's what we want for ourselves. And golly, that's what we want for you too. So. Hopefully you found a little bit of freedom or something that you can take to help yourself get towards freedom in the conversation that, that we had. All right. Well, we wish you a good week. By the way, if you want to connect with us, um, you can search real WW Talk. That will take you through Facebook. We've got the YouTube stream. We have podcasting. We have the Instagram page. Um, but you can access all of that if you just if you Google real WW Talk. You'll find, fun. You'll find <laughs> us one. You'll find us for sure. All right, we wish you a great week with some great feelings of freedom. Oh, yeah. Be free. Yeah. Be free. Is <laughs> it there, Mariah Carey song?
2: Oh, but now, now I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.